Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. This week on The Pinball Show, the correspondents bring big industry-changing news. We react to these changes in pinball moving forward. I present some updates to Stern Accessories' production timeline. We get a spooky Halloween and Ultraman sighting-ish. Roger Sharp gets a movie and talks with TPN's final round about licensing. We talk about Josh Sharp's appearance on a pinball podcast. Dennis actually gives Zach a big compliment. Holy shart! And you get a cherry on the Sunday with pinball market trends. Episode 70 is here, and it's a big one for your ear holes. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for the Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. We're going to blast right into the Pinball Show, Episode 70, with your hosts, myself, Zach Minnie, and Dennis Creasel from the Eclectic Gamers Podcast. Dennis, how are you, my friend? Pew, pew. Pew. That's the blasting. Oh, I thought you were... Laser blasts. In Texas again. No. People love when we talk about Texas pew pews. Oh, do they? I I think they do. Do they love love when you put references to it in show notes? They love that, too. Mm. Wink. (laughs) <laughs> wink emoji <laughs> oh so good there's been a lot of news this last week that's my news uh, news alert you been doing anything uh, fun exciting no oh i uh, i stabbed my finger yesterday it's yeah, so dude. sore what'd you do well i have been trying to figure out uh how to service watch movements oh, that's so, right mm-hmm. yeah so i had one apart and i was in the process of assembling and oiling components and you use these very fine needles for oiling i have them in a vertical stand for ants. and they have caps <laughs> they have caps yeah for ants. tools for it's ants. enough you could probably insert an iv into an ant with as fine as these are wow well i did not recap one and I'm busy looking at a piece, and I just moved my arm. And next thing I know, this needle is hanging out of my finger through my glove. Uh, it was deep. I mean, I had oh. just slammed it on there. And so uh, it's in the bone. I didn't see any, the needle's so fine, I didn't even see any blood, but it is sore. Oh, it got deep then. Yeah, you got in a muscle. Oh yeah, no, no, I could, I could tell it was really. I was like, because they're like acupuncture needles almost, as fine mm-hmm. as these are. Because you need to be able to use a, a capillary action, just like uh, certain blood draws will. So. Well, look at that. Have you ever had acupuncture? Mm. No. Mm. I've had acupuncture. Yeah, I have a, I don't know if you know this, I have a bad back. and um, I rough- It's from carrying all this pinball network stuff. That's right. That's a good one. I like it. Now, I had a acupuncture from a chiropractor. And uh, I was like, you're sticking needles in me? I thought you I'm just caught my your bones, And I'm going to stick you with these needles. Yeah, what the hell is this? Yeah, I have a, I have a bad back. Um, years back, I ruptured a disc, I think. Wasn't bulging. I've ruptured the whole damn thing. They wanted me to do surgery, and I was like, nah, that's not going to yeah, happen. Like, no, 
I don't want to be better. Yeah, well, no, you just, you know how back surgeries that you start with one and then you fuse another vertebrae and then you just keep fusing and then pretty soon you can't bend over. No, thanks. So I get the acupuncture and I put the shit in my ears and on my face. And, but here's the thing, acupunctures wouldn't be too bad, but when they hook electrodes up to it and intermittent oh, shock, they did the shock you puncture. That was horrible. Hmm. There's nothing relaxing or stimulating. And now your back's all better. No, it, uh, it actually, I, oh, I, oh, it didn't work. The needles in your ears yeah. didn't fix your back, huh? Discontinued mm. that and terminated that treatment <laughs> because it was making it worse. So yeah, uh, I've had science. It. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't get me hard. It, and there was nothing positive out of that situation. What does get me excited is this week's pretty profound shakeup of news. World event. I heard the correspondence segments they sent me, and I thought, oh, wow. Oh, you guys are doing your job. Nicely done. Yeah, good job for once. <laughs> Let's kick it over and see what they got. It's time for TPN Industry News. Hi, this is Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. Well, rumors have been swirling for the past week regarding Jersey Jack Pinball and one of Stern Pinball's premier designers, Steve Ritchie. Variously known as the master of flow and the king, Ritchie has a storied pinball career. He's designed fan favorites such as Firepower, Black Knight, High Speed, and Star Trek The Next Generation for Williams, and ACDC, Game of Thrones, Star Trek, Star Wars, and most recently Led Zeppelin for Stern. He's been with them almost 20 years, so the rumor of him making the move was greeted with a lot of skepticism. But like all rumors, sometimes they're true, and this is one of those times. We don't know the details yet, but as of now, Steve Ritchie is an employee of Jersey Jack Pinball. This could be a great thing for Jersey Jack, with many of their machines being criticized by some for their lack of flow. Jersey Jack is also known for their packed, more premium games, and this might satisfy a creative itch that hasn't been scratched by Stern. Questions remain about how soon a Steve Ritchie game could be released given their current schedule, as well as longevity as Steve moves into his 70s. One thing I know is that I'll be fascinated to see what a Jersey Jack Ritchie mashup could look like and how it will impact the future of the pinball market. All hail the king. For the Pinball Show, this has been Ken Rudberg. Hello and welcome to the Pinball Show's Stern News Update. I'm Craig Bobby. Were you a fan of Stern's Mandalorian machine, but that frustratingly static Grogu doll in the upper left corner of the playfield had you leaving wanting more, or even had you hitting paused actually purchasing one? Well, as Zach mentioned here first on the Pinball Show last week, this news continues blowing up on all the Mandalorian forums, so do yourself a favor and head on over to the Pinball Enthusiast group on Facebook where Star Wars and Pinball Enthusiast Joe Abate has finally finished his off-the-shelf toy mod of a moving and talking baby Grogu, which we all wanted to see with this release but that Stern couldn't seem to give us. And amazingly, Joe's mod fits perfectly in Stern's cabinet space and looks like it was always supposed to be there. Stern Pinball's BOM take note, this is the way! 
Now, is Joe simply teasing us all about how good your Mando could look while he is having all the fun watching his moving, talking, and blinking baby Grogu while playing Mandalorian pinball alone in his Star Wars-themed man cave? No! Get this! Being the amazing pinball collector and generous pinball enthusiast that he is, Joe is doing the community a huge favor and putting together a detailed step-by-step -step plan on how you can do this yourself, which may also include at some point a connector and accessory kit that he may sell to make the whole project even easier. Wow! All I know is whoever's making those moving Grogu toys better get ready for an influx of orders because there's thousands of stern customers that may be coming their way soon. I'm telling you, it looks incredible and I think maybe one of the most creative and exciting mods we've seen in some time. Could this moving baby Yoda take mod of the year at the 2021 Twippies? We shall have to wait and see. Well, that's all for this week for the Pinball Show. I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side. Hi, and welcome to this week's SHIT update with Dr. John. So, Allentown has revealed some shaky phone footage of Ultraman by Spooky Pinball. Sadly, no actual gameplay streams as yet. And for those that don't understand licensing, that's probably what it's all about. Even though Spooky has obtained licenses, they probably haven't had the final tick-off from the companies involved in both Halloween and Ultraman to release edited footage. But one ball gameplay was allowed at Allentown, and from all reports from those that played, they enjoyed the game. A report from the Halloween players, which wasn't at Allentown, but has been available to a select few. Says code is still quite early as far as video assets and callouts, but the flow of the game, especially on the left side, looks promising, and the upper play fields look like a lot of fun. Haggis has just come out of lockdown, so build is slow as far as deliveries and materials go, which is happening to all the companies worldwide as well. But hopefully, Fathom Builds will get underway in the very near future. That's it for this week. Catch you all next week. Sorry to break in, fellas, but extra, extra, read all about it. This news just in, hot off the presses, after much speculation on various forums, podcasts, and other water cooler discussions over the past few weeks, it has now been confirmed that the king of flow himself, yes, Steve Ritchie, has officially left Stern for Jersey Jack Pinball effective immediately. If that news wasn't enough, I'm going to take that stern designer departure news and raise it with even more breaking news of yet another departure over at Stern, this time in the coding department. Yes, say it isn't so, but none other than fan favorite Lyman Sheets himself has reportedly left Stern for greener pastures. That's right, recently confirmed from multiple reliable sources, Lyman, who had most recently finished his brilliant lead coding work on Stern's Elvira's House of Horrors, has found himself looking for inspiration and a paycheck elsewhere. Now where did Lyman go, or where will Lyman end up? Well for that news, we shall have to wait and see. That's all for now, Zach and Dennis. Quite the news week indeed over at Stern. For the Pinball Show, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side. Whew. Well, it's always great hearing from the correspondents, but it was extra great this week. No joke. Uh, I was not expecting that. We got uh, Ken Rudberg, 
blasting us with the news that Steve Ritchie has left Stern Pinball and is joining JJP. The hell is going? And then Craig Bobby claiming that he has information confirming Lyman Sheets is in fact gone from Stern Pinball as well. And we know he sells games. He's like he's the pinball code god. I thought. Mm, yeah, this is uh, this is a, a double whammy. This is a double whopper. No whammy, and no I don't mean the IFPA or the Burger King. No joke. Let's. I don't even know where to start. But Let's start with the Steve one because I think that one's gotten more play because okay. there was talk on the Reddit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was finally I saw a thread on on uh, Pinside. There was a discussion on at least one of the pinball groups. I had actually someone emailed the Reddit link over to the Eclectic Gamers okay. email address. And my my initial reaction was it seemed unlikely just because I know Steve and Pat don't have a reputation for getting along. Sure. And I, I thought, well, now if Pat left, I could see it because Steve just wants to keep designing games. So I don't – again, he's – I mean, he's moved before. He was Atari, then he was Williams, yeah. which became Bally Williams. He was, you know, he was an independent contractor for Stern for a while. He was employed by Stern. Uh, so I'm not totally shocked. Uh, I just thought, given his age and given his historic his tenure, uh, he's been there for just nearly being 20 under years. Pat was the thing that for me was like, no. So I thought, well, I could see it if Pat was leaving, but it sounds like Pat's going to be there and Steve will be there. Do you think it so, works? I mean, I, they're professionals. I'm sure that they, they can they can do it. It's I'm wondering if Steve was just feeling like he's he's tired of being shackled by the bill of materials. That's you know, there's been a lot of speculation. I know a lot of people have felt that it seems like whether it's true or not that Steve has gotten the short end of the st- stick at Stern. In that it's like he's always on the really expensive licenses, and mm-hmm. does that mean he gets to get less mechanics in his games? Does that count towards his BOM? Yeah, that's off it because he's gotten things like the the Star Wars and oh yeah, the, the Star Wars, the Led Zeppelin's a big license. Yeah, yeah, you know, a historic band that wasn't typically very cooperative with with giving <laughs> giving their their rights yeah. out. I was trying to think what what other recent games has he had? He did a Star uh, he, Trek. He did a Game of Thrones with HBO. Yeah, the Game of Thrones one was was and a, and also his output cycle. And I didn't know if this had to do with his you know just what his relationship was with Stern, but. Like he doesn't typically get a game out every twelve months. He seemed to be more on an eighteen month. Yeah, that's a really good point. But I guess let me throw this out there initially. Uh, so, I mean, when are we going to see his JJP game twenty twenty five? Yeah, and that sounds like a good punchline, but it might be correct. I mean, they've never put out a, a game within twelve months of another game ever. Even and, though they claim that they're going to have two a year every year. Well, and American Pinball claims they're going to have three a year, but that's right. I mean, we can claim all sorts of stuff. Oh, I, I didn't think JJP needed a new designer. I really didn't. Why, why would they? I don't it, see why they need a third designer. Let me, I'd phrase it that way. But it seems like between Eric and Pat, if they're both staying, that there's no trouble keeping up with that workload mm-hmm. on the design side. I understand they're busy doing other things as well, but on the design side, I'm just, I'm confused. Now, maybe JJP thinks that, it would help their sales to have Steve Ritchie. But again, look yeah. at GNR. It did fine. It did more than fine. It, yeah, it they did, can't keep up. Fine. So and, I don't I don't get it. My guess, listeners, that, that JJP's next game is ready. It's done. It's yeah, I would just, think so. It's just sitting. I would guess this is this is a going out on a limb. I would guess that the next game, purely guess, next game is a Pat Lawler game. It is done. It is ready. 
but you got GNRs that they're building likely to, uh, to the new year, if not Q2 2022. I don't think you reveal anything until you can really fully produce the next game. And I would also bet that the next game after that, uh, I guess now it throws a wrench in it. I don't think Steve Rich would be ready, but I bet it's Eric Minier again. I bet he's, he's probably prototyping, if not, you know, third Whitewood by now. Yeah, I mean, remember there was a, I think it was a, I don't remember which podcast it was on. There was an interview with uh, Keith Elwin. It sounded like he was basically three games in on design. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be shocked if that's the case for many of them. Hmm. Maybe not. Maybe they were, you know, maybe they all work differently. I don't know. Anyway, I got my, I mean, my initial summary is I could see why Steve would want to do the move. I'm just more confused why JJP would want him. Yeah. I could see a variety of, of advantages for, except the one, the one thing is it's like, if, if Steve wants to see his game come out, I mean, JJP puts out games. It's just their, their release schedule is mm-hmm. so much slower than Stern. I don't know if he's going to see an increased output. I don't, <laughs> I don't see how it's mathematically possible. The Ben Heck effect. two other designers. <laughs> ben Heck's well, yeah. Waiting on deck forever. Well, sure. And I can, I mean, I, I could, I totally sympathize with Ben and Steve and anyone else who wants to create and then their creations don't get to come out. And we, it's got to be frustrating. It has to be. Now, we still don't know, did Stern let Steve go? Did Steve choose to? We don't know that. That we don't know. Yeah, uh, I mean, that that's, we would be really getting into speculation. Of course, we're a podcast. We could speculate if we want. I mean, it's all opinions, I, you know, but the, the word on the street I hear is that Steve's games haven't sold so well compared to the other designers lately mm-hmm. at Stern. So if there was one to get rid of, it would be him. And timing-wise, it's likely that Steve hasn't jumped full into that next game at Stern either. Right. Yeah, that's, I think that's that's quite conceivable. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that, that Led Zeppelin came out. Of course, who knows how far along into his next design he was. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that design probably stays with Stern, if they want to use it or not, is, is up to them. But Now, you are a Steve Ritchie fan. You like you like his games and his... his Ethos or pathos? Is it, his, uh, you know, his, is it, his flow-based philosophy. There you go. Uh, yeah, I'd say, you know, overall, you know, considering the full pantheon of bodies of work that all the designers have had, he is my favorite. Mm-hmm. But that being said, his latest few games haven't interested me enough to buy them. Okay. What do you think he does at JJP? Well, I think I don't think he changes his design philosophy. I and this is where this is a spot where I could see wh- where the logic of JJP could be is we need a flow-based designer. Mm-hmm. A, a high flow-based designer or we want to try that and see if that is something that either broadens our stable of games and attracts a, a more diverse audience of purchasing or they're just wondering if that will maybe move them to the next level. I, they, I think JJP is is aware that not everything's going to be a GNR. Sure, sure. But I don't know because again, currently with the way the pinball market is, where we buy games without even uh, seeing them shot, uh, maybe it doesn't matter Everything anymore. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we know that of all JJP games, number none of them are described as fast and flowy. You've got Pat Lawler, who is known historically for. Decent flow, but more stop and go, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, most of his games are stop and go games. Yep, he, I mean, and again, that's a, it's another philosophy. It's not like it's sure. A, I, I I like to say that because while I do prefer flow, stop and go is not quote unquote bad. It's just a different style. Very true. Very true. And then you got Eric Menier, who 
I describe him as like the uh, carnival ringleader, the circus ringleader, because he's always putting so much in his games. And I think sometimes his games end up being multi-ball heavy, but that's more of a coding Keith Johnson thing. Yeah, that's a that's a rules. I I think that's Keith. Yeah, um, and he's got he's got good geometry in his games. He's he's a young guy that knows what people like shooting. And then you've got Joe Balser that did the first two games, and he's certainly not described as a speed and flow guy. So we're bringing a whole new concept of play into this company. I still don't think you're going to get the fast flow that you're going to get with the, with the stern materials. That's just me personally, whether it's the flippers, whether it's the, uh, the rail material, I just, I don't see it happening. And especially with that 27 inch screen, it's a stop and go because you're trying to direct the player up to there. You've got Keith Johnson doing co I don't see it. I think you're going to get, I talked about on free play pinball podcast recently. I think you, you're going to get something that feels at that time. I didn't know he was going over there, but it feels like a star Trek next gen. It's fast. It's flowy. But it's got some mechanisms in it, a lot more mechs, and you get more stop. Yeah, and that's where I think, again, why why I could see why Steve would want to do it is that he could do more mech development where I think he's he's lucky to get one mech that he can really work on. Like, like a Black Knight Sword of Rage. You could tell the effort really went into the Black Knight mm-hmm. toy. Like, that's where everything was because there ain't nothing else on that play field. Yeah. Whew. That's a big one. Pretty big. While I'm on it, I will bring this up as well. I haven't heard this yet uh, from out there, so uh, maybe I'm missing it. But did you know Jersey Jack reached out to some dealers? I think the distribution network. They told us dealers they will be offering to sell playfields for GNR at the end of the run. They also gave pricing for playfields, main playfield being $499, and a mini playfield being $119 plus shipping, of course, on them. The date of shipping after the run, uh, they're saying a realistic time frame, summer 2022. What do you make of that? Uh, I, all right. So why would someone want to buy a play field? Uh, Stern will sell play fields. Any manufacturer, if I'm, if I'm being objective, any manufacturer sells them as they would sell any other part. If you want to buy an extra okay. ramp, you can buy an extra ramp. If you want to buy, you know, decals, you can buy decals. Hmm. But the price doesn't suggest it being just a regular. I mean, four ninety nine is, I would say, a reduced special price. Oh, okay, I don't know what they normally go for. It'd I mean, probably be a thousand. I've only ever I've bought like old used playfields mm-hmm. for like wall art, but yeah, it's not. typically a thousand bucks for a new playfield. Oh wow! Yeah, eight to eight hundred to a thousand bucks. Okay, well then I'm guessing this is their uh, quote unquote solution to their playfield issues. It will go over like a lead balloon. And they do indicate the in this message that uh, that price is going to be offered, but they they will need to provide a serial number for their game. Okay, so so it's definitely designed for replacement purposes. It's not just anybody. Like, I can't just go and get the $500 price to hang one on my wall. This is their solution to their problem, their mm. error. Do you see what I'm saying? I, I definitely see what you're saying. They're saying you have to buy the repair. Or buy an extra play field just for shits and giggles, to be fair. Yeah, but... You I go mean, to GNR, you can uh, buy an extra playfield. Sure. Some but, people like hanging. I mean, like, I put them on my wall. Yeah, so. no, that I'm. that's fine. But the reduced price and it only being available to people who bought GNR, to me, says this is for, they're offering it for repair. Yeah, you don't need to. You, know, you want to get agree. one. No one. Completely if people, agree. Yeah. 
all right, people wanting to pay $500 for something I normally pay $1,000 for that they want just because will be happy. The people Mm -hmm. that are being told they need to pay $500 to fix something they think should never have broken in the first place will not be happy. Mm. That's the answer. Yeah. That's my answer. I still like to see JJP do something for those that have been significantly affected uh, by they just did. Issues. They gave you a discount. Aren't yeah. you happy? Uh, uh, okay, we're starting. Don't you have uh, phones? That's a Blizzard reference. I was going to say, yeah, that does nothing for me. I didn't didn't get that Blizzard. Blizzard's a mess right now. I know. That's uh, that's why the comparison wasn't bad. Man, be careful going to one of their holiday parties. No, no, no. Blizzard, yeah, no. Blizzard's got a lot more other issues. That that phone reference was actually to one of their quality issues. Oh, I see. So yeah, that's that's news as well. But I still like to still like to see them help out a little bit more. If not, we're here to help at flipping out pinball. Boom, Stern pinball losing Lyman sheets. <gasps> Same thing here. Now the, that's a lot bigger than losing Steve. Isn't that odd to even say though? Why? In a way, I suppose, but uh, we kind of think about designers more so than we do the people behind the code. But exactly. Yeah. But but that being said, again, as as I noted, a lot of Steve's games recently have not, at least from a, a layout perspective, have not been setting the pinball world on fire. Lyman always sets the world on fire. Yeah, every Granted, four we years. Have to wait like three years <laughs> yeah. between games, but and when they come out, you have to wait two years for them to be done. Sure, but everyone likes what the finished product looks like. Look at Batman, look at Elvira, look at Walking Dead. Happy, happy, happy. Very much so. Very much. I looked around my collection this morning. I don't own a Lyman game. No, well, you're not really a player. Oh, yeah. You're one of those. What would you describe them as on your solo? You're one of those uh, collectors who polishes with the diaper. We're people, too. Except not a, no, you don't polish your 24-karat gold foil stuff don't because you'll, put a, hole, you'll yeah. put a hole through it. So, yeah, Lyman Sheets is reportedly gone beep 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 question i'm still not convinced until i hear it from i gotta hear it from lyman or i've got to hear it from the company that he joins hmm do you think yeah i'm sure lyman will just call you up here any day now yeah he's kind of reclusive he doesn't doesn't do much with media well you know he historically for stern was i think he had some lead responsibilities on some of their platform transitions so i wouldn't be surprised if he wanted to go somewhere that was looking to do some more fundamental systemic stuff versus mm, yeah. just coding a game i could see that he might he might find it more enjoyable to do that sort of work than just i don't know i don't i don't know him personally and what his his personality is like when it comes to what he favors for programming uh, i think we still well, yeah, I, th- I think we see him work with the company here soon yeah, that I, I still am not convinced that this means he is not going to work with Stern in the future. I, they could always contract with yeah, him. Yeah, I could see them contracting him as well. So I could see I mean, what, what's to say he wasn't say, a contract one could say they the wouldn't, way it is? They wouldn't contract with a Steve, but they would with a Lyman. But, you know, even then, they, they contracted with Dennis. They didn't bring Dennis Nordman on board and hire him for the Elvira. That exactly. was a contract gig. Exactly. Yeah, this stuff is this stuff can be flexible, and, and yeah. if there's still, I mean, and part of the reason why I think it's also less, uh, I won't say interesting, but less controversial, even to me at least, that Steve would go from Stern to JJP is we know for sure he's still staying in pinball. Mm-hmm. I don't know for sure what's going on with Lyman. Yeah, this is very true. But the thing is, when you look at the uh, when you look at the powerhouse stuff of of Stern pinball, I think 
I think from us as outsiders or me as an outsider looking in, it's like, what, what are the secret weapons of Stern besides their biggest not so secret weapon, which is their massive production capabilities. And the fact that they just out manufacture by leagues mm-hmm. beyond anyone else in the, in the game. Keith Elwin and is that, a secret weapon, right? Keith Elwin, Zombie Keith Elwin's Eddie. designs and well, Zombie A is a contractor. So anyone could take him anytime they want, but uh, I think he's, we're, <laughs> I think we've got enough history showing that he's at Stern. I think Stern keeps him busy. Mm-hmm. I think they're like, I think he's probably got multiple contracts signed. Yeah. And so it's just like, he can't take on another project. But he's a surefire. So yeah. Sure. Sure. And then, Lyman. and then Lyman, Lyman, they Stern had the best guy in the game, broadly considered Lyman sheets on rules and the best designer in the game, broadly seen, which is Keith Elwin. Mm-hmm. So losing Lyman's a big deal because that was, I mean, remember the whole logic that people like me had with why he was only on those like boutiques and premium style runs anymore after Walking Dead was, well, Lyman's name sells games. That's right. So put him on the expensive stuff and force people to buy non-pros because it's the only way to experience Lyman. Or put him on the weak licenses. That's what I was thinking they were going to do with him. Really expensive licenses or real weak licenses? Guess we'll see if they end up doing that with Keith. Because that would be the... Yeah, he's the next one. And we'll talk about that here in a minute. Somebody suggested the same. Did you know this week there was another Mandalorian pro run? I heard something about that. Yeah, they bumped it up. It was supposed to be in August. They bumped it up because they hit some delays with Avengers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I think Iron Maiden. Oh, they they couldn't get the figurines. Yeah, I got them backed, backed up a couple of weeks, I believe. They, they were, the, the Hobby Lobby ran out of the oven mitts to stick in the Avengers game for the gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only half sorry. I don't know where you're that, going that, with that. That oven mitt looking thing just funny. annoys me. I don't normally care about toys, but that thing just stupid hamburger helper well, looking they would, motherfucker. They at least roll out the pros. Damn. No. <laughs> <laughs> Your oven Mint hypothesis. I just think hamburger helper, just a grumpy hamburger. You want him helper. to like uh, wave his little fingers? Hello. <laughs> yes. Oh. yes. <laughs> I would replace it with a hamburger helper figure. Whatever happened to that figure? That was a great mascot. Maybe they still have it. Is he still? I, in I the don't box? watch a lot of regular TV, so I just don't see ads as much as I used to. Oh, email us and then send us some some hamburger helper. I like beef pasta. Can, can one of our t-shirts be hamburger helper, but in the, uh, in the Avengers gauntlet colors and uh, t-shirts are done. They're finished. Finalized. I'm sure the artist is ready to be done with me. We're actually going to have, once we announce the merchandise collection, we're going to have that artist on. They confirmed with me that they'd be happy and honored to come on, hang out and talk about the process of working mm. with yours truly on a collection project. Is the, uh, is the collection being referred to as derelict? <laughs> derelict, my balls. It's going to be good. It's good stuff. Are you going to wear, do you, would you wear the Pinball Show shirt? I haven't seen that. I know, but would you wear a shirt uh, of your own? Uh, Yeah, probably. Okay. I mean, I, I have a, like, eclectic gamers. So I have a couple of eclectic oh, gamers shirts true. and I wear them. Did you wear the so. Twip shirt? I forget. Yeah, I still wear it. Okay. All right. I, I held too. up. Right. Uh, that one I feel a little weird about because it is my silhouette, but yeah, I think fair. most like, Average person who sees me uh, doesn't know what the reference is. It's a pretty clever design. Uh, you know, full credit to, to yeah, Jeff with coming one. up with that. That was a good one. Uh, we do have new production updates for uh, for accessories. They changed since I've talked to you last week. Unfortunately, <gasps> they uh, they're that's reporting, my second gasp. Reporting that they still are hitting parts delays, making the accessories especially difficult uh, to put together. 
We still got an August schedule for the Mandalorian mods. We have Led Zeppelin topper in August as of right now. Armor August as of right now. I don't know about the expression lights. Avengers, that's what took a, a backslide. Avengers topper now October. Still saying August for the shooter rod, so if you're not there. Stranger Things, everybody's asking where the topper's at. Now it says September for the topper and for the UV light kits. September, October. Same with Jurassic Park topper. Bump that back to October. Same with the shooter rod, but flipping out has them in stock right now. And anything else worthwhile? Yeah, that's about it. Oh, Deadpool bumped to October for the topper for that. They re-ran. <sighs> These parts things are just mucking up everything. They're killing me. <sighs> Lyman Sheets is gone. What the hell? <gasps> Lyman, no! What's going on? Don't leave me. This is a killer. It's really a killer. They uh, Stern must feel really good with where I they're at. I wonder if Homepen got right him. Now. Oh, God. Him and Balser together. joke about that. Oh, what a what a waste that would be. What about Spooky Pinball? Did you see that they were flipping around on Ultraman and Halloween this weekend at two different conventions? I did. I well, Okay. I heard about it, and then I saw some people shot some <clears throat> cell phone footage mm. of Ultraman. Yes, I did. tried to watch the footage, and I... <laughs> all right. Let me ask this. Let me ask this question. And I'll ask it out to, to Spooky Dumb. You know I'm this sure grinds listening. my after gears being on, more than After anything, being on that episode yeah. with you, I'm sure they're listening. Here's here's what I don't understand. All right. I, I heard the episode, the interview that you did, mm-hmm. that everyone loved. Zach, you're the greatest interviewer ever. <gasps> you're the 60 Minutes sh- of, of, of oh. podcasts. That's what, that's what I've been told. Wow. Wasn't nearly close to being in the same vicinity as complete. Because I couldn't share it with you. I couldn't hear your voice or laugh about it with you. Did you guys hear and, that? That's I know. And Paul's. That's just, what I've been told. That's what I've been told. That you asked the real, the hard-hitting questions. You are not going to hear that compliment. on any other podcast. You're the best. Whoa. You're number one. Holy shit. You complete me. And I just had... Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at Hello. Hello. And the numbers back it up. That's, a, that's, that's a, right. That's Anything else numbers, was yeah. was rigged. <laughs> so here's the thing. On cloud nine. So they you know talked about the the issues with the the game and wanting the code to be ready before they do the reveal. Oh my god! I I could not get through that cell phone for just oh, seeing that it was made me so not want to play Ultraman. Oh, it turned you off. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, and that's why I didn't, I clicked on two videos and I, I stopped up there. I'm like, this is going to make me hate this game. I cannot. And that's wrong. I'm supposed to be all neutral and stuff. Halloween's and, one of your favorite horror films. Well, uh, and thankfully, since they're different art packages, I, I won't, I, I won't, Halloween has not been tainted by the, okay. the, the shaky cam ultra man footage, but I'm just like, no, that, have, do you is this see the really Halloween where video? you want, is this really how we want gameplay to be revealed is via shaky cell phone cam? Yeah. I mean, evidently there was a Halloween video. Did you not see that one? No, no. I quit looking for oh, video after the yes. ultra man once. I was just like, nope. Nope. Well, it was from non-pinball people too, so it made it even worse. Non-pinball people. They like recorded it in a Dutch angle, and oh, and it was. And they only filmed the back box. Oh, they only filmed the topper, and like, oh, you plebes, what are you doing? To be fair, these two individuals who did film Halloween, they were they were really deep into uh, into the horror genre and the filming genre. So I think they did 
They've done like TV shows and stuff like that. They had uh, Halloween on order. They so, t- they turned the whole f- the footage doesn't show anything about the pinball machine, but they made a movie out of it. They had Halloween eight. Had some cool uh, observations based on what they know about the, the the license. So it was cool to hear, but boy, that film work less to be desired. And they kept on draining the ball because they didn't see the little in lane uh, up kickers or the in lane uh, elevators. So they just kept on losing it, and they were like, I just kept looking at the LCD screen to see what was on there. Oh, it was brutal. <laughs> it was so bad. Well, it's always good to know what what uh, the average person who comes up to a game will, will react. But now, People are saying, Dennis, that it's licensing. It's a licensing issue. What do you mean? That's why, I mean, we heard Dr. John talk about it. He said, look, guys, licensing sometimes doesn't allow for them to have a nice, beautiful stream or a video or anything like that. I'm calling bullshit. It doesn't make any sense. So they can have the video promo. You can take it to the public for the public to film it, but you can't have anything that makes it look good. Hmm. I wonder if maybe what the, what's meant is like that they don't have the processes or smooth, you know, streamlined, say for example, having Twitch so that Twitch doesn't auto DMCA strike it mm-hmm. versus actually not having the right to stream it. I'm just talking about the license a gameplay video. Promoted. There's a gameplay so video. I'm confused. I'm confused. Sizzle reel. Especially because they shot plenty of footage uh, in a in an edited fashion. So, so no, I I, I don't know. I don't get it. But I'm not a licensing expert. I suppose yeah. Spooky Lukey, Mr. Squirrel, reach out to a guy. Let me know what 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 the deal was there. I mean, I more understand them not doing a gameplay reveal video because they sold out before that. I mean, they didn't need it. So, who, in a way, from like uh, yes, their perspective, who cares? Then why they take it to a show? All of, they already got all of you. That contradicts. Yep. Then, then why decide to take it to a show? But there's no real. To me, there's no point other than they want to make sure the spooky name gets out there so people think about them for the next release. Which is like precisely at some why point, you- spook. At some point, it's especially given how big these numbers were. Spooky might conceivably want to do a release without a limit. Because technically, they've only done that really with with TNA, which wasn't a spooky developed title. So yeah, but here's the thing: th- if they came out with Ultraman without a limit, it wouldn't have sold 500. I know, that's the thing. It would have but sold when, if you 200 want, when tops. You, when you're ready to put on put on the adult pants, that's going to be the. I mean, isn't that the next step to not have to rely on the on the crutch of false scarcity? I would say yeah, five years ago, sh- sure. But nowadays, I'm not convinced. Now, and they may always be happy doing, uh, relying on. I, if I were them, I probably wouldn't make the jump. Quite frankly, I'd be like, no, I'm. I don't. Let's start doing. Let's start doing JJP and doing five thousand unit LEs. If we can sell all five thousand, why not? Yeah, I would be content with where I'm at if I was in their situation as well. I don't get it. I don't get it. I guess I'll play it whenever it gets here. But I do know that there's something big coming to the silver screen. And it's the right time because it's Roger Sharp's birthday. Do you know there's a biopic that's going into production about Roger Sharp saving pinball? Yeah, because of course it's been shared everywhere. So yes, it's a I'm new aware. story. Did you hear that Roger Sharp uh, saved pinball? I've never heard this. <laughs> Why don't you recount it for Mayor me LaGuardia? in excruciating detail? I like the uh, the evil villain, Mayor, Mayor, Mayor LaGuardia. 
He's my favorite. <laughs> it wasn't Mayor LaGuardia at the time. Oh, well, I thought it was. I don't know. <laughs> He's the one who smashed all the machine. All the machine. That was decades before that. Oh well, that's it, it. It works better if it's in the past. It all. It all is on the Marvel timeline together. I wonder if Roger Sharp is LaGuardia's variant. Wow, we're going real deep. Have you actually been watching? No, you haven't, have you? The variant is a reference to the Loki show. I know. Have you been watching I'm... Loki? Yeah. It's good, right? Yeah. If it's you done, have... though. I watched them all. If you wouldn't have turned off my podcast last week when you got the market trends, you would have heard that that was trending in television. Loki season one. Oh, yeah. I did turn off the I know market trends. Because I told you. Rub it in. Because I'm honest. <clears throat> you need at least one person in this hobby who's honest with you and doesn't just be like, I'm going to say nice things to you so that you get put me up to the top of the list for games. I assure you, Dennis, there is a truckload of those people. No, and I I'm hear probably them loud the only truth clear. seeker. I'm just speaking truths. God, I hear them all I'm the time. I'm a truth time. seeker. Joel Courtney, ever heard of that guy from Kissing Booth and Super 8? No. How about Crystal Reed from Swamp Thing and Teen Wolf? No. Well, they've signed on to star in Pinball, the man who saved the game. I've heard of that. What a weird title. I don't like the title. Is Pinball the... Pinball is not the man who saved the game. Is Roger Sharp. Yeah, but... Pinball. They need the to man who what saved the, the game. Matter is. But it, it makes no sense. Am I getting hung up here? Pinball. The yes. man who saved the game. You're describing with the the colon, you're describing the, the the initial title, Pinball. The game that needed saved. How about that? The, the man, I would say sure. Well, it's a the man it's a biopic. Saved. It's gonna be it's gonna be focused on him, not on pinball. In fact, I imagine most of the movie will be about him and his life, not about, you know, pinball and the hobby and like tilt the battle to save pinball or whatever. Okay. I just don't. Yeah. It's just I this is my guess. I just don't think that that's going to be the it's going to be a bio, it's going to be a biopic. So it's going to be about Roger's life. The big court thing is probably going to be 15 to 25 minutes of the of it. Yeah, it's going to be it. the big climax. Yeah. It's going to be your your hook there. There'll be dramatic music. The ball will be rolling in slow motion as it it hits the proper lane. Or they might change the game out. They, you know, they might do creature instead or something. A bead of visually. sweat rolls down the forehead, yeah. and in the reflection, you see the play field at the last shot. Mm-hmm. Probably with Invisiglass, you know, like oh, they had back then. That's right. I just want to see the stash. And and there's a part where he he looks nervous because he got blinded by the light reflecting off of his 24 karat gold Raiders topper into oh, his face. Perfect. And then, but thankfully, it lands just perfect, and he he clears the full drop bank. It'll be a, he'll sweep they'll sweep the whole drop bank. Got to be an angry prosecutor, and there's got to be a gavel. Order, order, and then with a wig. Yeah, so have the powdered powdered oh. judge wig on. And the crowd goes wild, and the, the angry prosecutor tries to get out of the courtroom in a, in a fit. And then the, the kind of skeptical uh, councilman will go up to him afterwards and, and go, wow, you really know pinball. And Roger will look over at him and take off both pairs of sunglasses he's wearing mm-hmm. and go, I am pinball. Wow. And walk out. I like that. Into the sunset with a helicopter flying. I was thinking it would be off. a... And an American flag. It would be a, a fade out and then a fade back into a, a local bar or tavern of him and the and his, the missus sitting there having a drink, seeing pinball in the back and reminiscing about how they saved an industry. Now, I was imagining like swooping low in with a telephoto style. Oh, yeah, that'd be good too. Maybe doing like a 360 mm-hmm. of him oh, in the playing position. Yeah. Oh, ever since I was a young boy. I've seen the silver ball. 
I'm is sure that, that song will be in there. Is it going to be in there? Yes, it will. Oh, I hope not. I so hope not. Uh, Roger Sharp, speaking of, he was uh, he appeared on the Final Round Pinball podcast a couple days ago, and he talked about licensing. I really like the discussion about licensing. Now, Tielis and Robin still didn't ask the question I wanted to hear Roger Sharp being asked. He's been asked everything. But they did talk at length about uh, a lot of things. Uh, for example, I love the confidence of Roger Sharp. He's been in it long enough. He knows the game. He knows how to get what he wants. He talked about him only accepting no in a licensing negotiation for pinball. He said, I only accept no for an answer under two situations. One, if the financials are, quote, incomprehensible, end quote, and it just don't make sense. He talked about some of these licenses, six, seven, even eight-figure deals they want or they expect. They don't know how small pinball is. And he said, other than that, the other is just that the notion and belief that the marketplace is different than what it is. They're just licensors could be misinformed about thinking uh, pinball is gambling and they don't want to be associated with something as such. Well, that's the only two ways he'll accept no for an answer. I don't believe him. Well, what else do you think there is? Uh, well, and there's where I'm different than you. I'm, I've met people. And uh, again, I, I get where I get where he's coming from. However, I've dealt with salesmen that are the, oh, I don't take no for an answer. I'm like, oh, well, you're going to learn what no is today. <laughs> you're going to learn today. I, w- I will break you. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> you're going to learn today. You're going to learn what a long dick look like today. Just because you say that. I might toy with that. you first. Yeah. I might toy with you to waste your time first. Ugh. But the moment I know that you're one of those that won't take no, you're going to get a no. Mm. If for no other reason than the principle of it at that point. Yeah, There's no such thing as not taking no for an answer. There you. is no salesman so good that they can sell to everyone. This is not, it's just not true. Mm. And the reason I know that's the case is because if I know there's someone with that record, I'll break it for them. I know that's how you are. I, I've run into people like you. And I'm not like the you. only one that way, I know. Zach. I've I'm ran not the only into one people that way. like you. I'll do. I'll there are people. I mean, I, I don't know if you've ever, I get these emails all the time for things like, hey, we haven't heard back from you. It's like, at some point you're harassing me leave me alone mm-hmm. take no for the an answer because now you're just annoying and i'm yeah. you, you see it and i know roger's too professional to actually just beat down the door so much sure that people just give up he's and go. sly he knows i mean just imagine trying to sell a pinball machine zach and someone's you like called someone out of the blue and said hey buy this pinball machine they go no and what are you going to do you're going to for- somehow force it on them you know you can't mm. I'm so I'm assuming it's a when you're having the serious, you know, like there's serious interest here. I'm tying it all back to Harry Potter. OK, that's what it sounds like. To- so, well, he already put in the out for the Harry Potter. Sure. He did. The, the second one you point you point out the notion. Of, the thing is, J.K. Rawlings, if what is said about her is true, true, she does not have a misunderstanding about the marketplace. She knows factually that pinball machines go into bars mm-hmm. and that's her problem with it. Mm. So it's a no go. That was a problem with the Beatles, too. And I don't know what happened to that. Cause they said I figured there was, the Beatles' problem was the financials being no, incomprehensible. No, well, that, too. But something, man, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. I, there was something <gasps> about. Leak the truth. Something about paying for it felt to the that company. like So they were going to put a blank. They were going to put a blank. Oh, like door. the coin door thing. But they just never did. Oh, I, I don't remember where I yeah. heard that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That, that might have been like the concern. Like, is this like gambling yeah. or did they just have a problem with the pay to play or yeah i don't i don't know i've worked with individuals 
in in negotiations where they simply were just unreasonable. That's how you're describing the, so that's how I comprehend this unreasonable because at the end of the day, like anytime I go into a negotiation and somebody doesn't have a price for something, it does anger me. So I'm like, Oh bullshit. Let's let's stop lying to each other. Can we not just be honest? We're both adults, right? There's gotta be a price. Gotta be a price. No, no price. Oh, fuck off. And, and so, and I did hear this interview. So, you know, with Roger, I think it's much more of a, we're at the point of the, him not accepting nowhere. There's already a serious negotiation agreement that like few people want to reach an agreement. So that's where he takes this philosophy of, of not taking no and letting mm-hmm. it, the deal fall apart. There are people that just will not deal I and he cannot, he cannot force their hand more than Joe Cam and Cal can or anyone else. You'll hear stories about the sales people that could sell sunshine to a man in the desert. That's but, right. But, you know, some of us who aren't stupid realize that we have plenty of sun and we won't buy. <laughs> he also talked about there's not one property that he can't at least tap into and get a discussion going. I, I can believe that, yeah. Uh, he was talking about the complications of licensing nowadays compared to the to the so complicated. Past, yeah, he says LCD footage. That's the big thing. Yeah, the LCD is the worst thing that ever happened to pinball. Yep, he said what not needed in the past. Now there's likeness we rights. Need, we want it, precious. Yeah. Bubbly bobo. Audio, video, you gotta get now. It just it's hard. And I found it surprising that he said the average run of a Bally Williams game was like ten to 15,000. So it was easier to kind of sell to these licensors because there was a lot of exposure getting out there. Nowadays, it's not well, close he must to admit, 10 to 15, He must 000. have meant one of the older periods then. I guess so. Because we know that they didn't put out ten to 15,000 in the mid to late 90s. I know. So what? I, I don't know. He's got to be thinking in the 80s. Possibly. Well, like, all right. So fire, Unless he was talking about Terminator, so, early 90s. still seems high. Well, the early '90s there was a you know, there was a resurgence, but I don't think like did they have ten thousand Twilight Zones? I don't think so, and le- and I could have heard him wrong. This might be my mistake. But no, no. Well, I, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember that part. Unless he um, meant like myself. ten to fifteen thousand a year. No, it had to be more than ten to fifteen a year because they were producing. I don't know how many titles a year. You know what I say? I <laughs> always say let's just do uh, IPDB because they have the production counts. We're going. We're, put, right, we're going to put though? him. We're going to put him to. We're going to put him to the test. Maybe he's correct in IPDB. May, maybe, but all right. So let's see. We're doing doing all of Williams. Okay. Let's see. What's the first one that hits? T- I'm starting at 99 and going backwards in time. So what's the first one that exceeds hits 10,000 or goes higher? Star Trek's Next Gen in 93 was a little under 12,000. Oh, okay. Indiana Jones was a little under 13,000. That's also 93. After 93, nothing is 10,000. Does that have Terminator on there? Uh, yes, that was 15,000. Okay. So that's, that's 91. I'm betting that's, that's what he was talking about. Well, but again, most of the most of the games aren't. I mean, here are the ones that are over 10,000. Starting in, I'm going to just start with the 90s. All right. We've got Funhouse in 90 was mm-hmm. the only one over 10,000. It was 10,700. Then Terminator 2 in 91 was 15,000. Then 92 had Getaway was 13,000 and Adam's Ooh. Family was, of course, 20,000. And uh, Fishtails was uh, 13,000. Wow. And uh, oh, Twilight Zone did break that. It was 15,000. Okay. Uh, Indiana Jones was 12,000 and Star Trek was 11,000. So 93 was a and huge start year. going down because fish, more Fishtails than Indiana Jones? That seems preposterous. No, no. Indiana Jones, yeah. About, about 1,000 more. 
That's crazy. So, and then after that, after 93, nothing is 10,000 or more. Okay. It just falls off a cliff. Sega. <laughs> well, welcome to video <laughs> games. Well, and this is, just, this is Williams. So, um, and then in the, now in the eighties, there were, you know, there were more like, uh, F 14 was over 10,000. Um, but it was still a rarity. That was like 93 was that one period. And other than that, it was, it was not all that common for them to, you know, flash was big and mm-hmm. firepower was big, but blackout and scorpion, they weren't, you know, black Knight was big, but alien poker, jungle Lord and Faro weren't. Yeah. And these are all things. These are all peers of, you know, that's my, so yeah, he's, uh, that I, it's not the majority of the games. He's looking at the uh, silver other, other than 93, yeah. other than 93, I'd say the average run of a Bally Williams game in 93 was 10 to 15,000. Other than that, it looks like it's inaccurate. Mm. It's still substantially more than today. Well, I don't know what the production sales are. To, some people tell me like Stern must be doing 50,000 Mandalorians. No. Yeah. That's what I hear. I hear 50,000 happening. Maybe 45,000. He also discussed, he has to educate licensors. So that uh, just letting them know pinball is still very viable, still a, a good market to tap into. There's still some room there because a lot of people, a lot of these uh, bigger companies don't really know anything about pinball, as you see mm. from the general public a lot of times. Yeah, it makes, makes sense. And speaking of the Sharps, and it's a Sharp episode, Josh Sharp visited a <laughs> pinball podcast with Travis Mary to discuss I only saw part of this. pinball. It was about competitive pinball, so I only saw part of it. I'm turning into you, or I just... See, <sighs> unless they're doing competitive game number seven, I just can't care. Pretty soon, all your games are going to line up. They're all going to have powder coat. You're going to love them. They're going to have moments. You're going to become my little moment maker. <laughs> so what Josh have to say? Uh, a couple cool points. Uh, go check out Go check out Final Round and go check out a pinball podcast with the Sharps. But... He talked about a demographic, as we know that competitive pinball, and he did confirm, it's growing. Competitive pinball it's is huge. growing. It's huge. It's growing rapidly. Take the pill. But it's going big. It's going fast. But he was surprised that there was an age demo that's kind of stagnant. That's age 18 to, I believe, 29. Mm. Just isn't yeah, really The, co- the college-y mm-hmm. slash starting their, their work lives type. Yeah. They're too busy. Not seeing as much in competitive pinball. We see every other age group kind of go up, but that one, nope. That one kind of is staying stagnant. That sucks. That's that's not good, Dennis. Maybe they'll start when they're 30. They were talking about that. Like, um, you know, the the demographic that is growing now, that that 30 to, he's like, "Eh, we got to be careful because those were kind of different times than what the kids nowadays are presented with. So it's really tough. They discussed to get into that younger demographic. And of course we know why there's numerous reasons as to why, but it is. Don't you all have phones? I don't know what to do with that. Now, if you check out free play pinball podcast, Amanda Hamilton and I devised a really, I think ingenious way to, uh, to get more pinball into that age demographic. I think it's really good. I mean, it's a national thing too. Just saying. Dennis well, loves my new fresh I'd have ideas. done international because I respect the entire world. Oh, here we go. Whatever. Oh, I'm not I'm not paying to ship kids overseas. It's too expensive. You always cheap out. Yeah, it's all oh, hey, look, here's a banner until there well, I want to ship it to I don't Netherlands. Cheap out. Are you cheaping out? Are you che- <laughs> I'll I'll pay to get that wrapped around your van. Oh, Travis Meary brought up Keith Elwin and some of the 
licenses he's been given. And Josh Sharp kind of agreed with him. He was like, yeah, what if, what if Stern is doing that? They give Elwin the worst license because he's kind of a brand by himself. And I've always said that's probably the smart decision. Yeah, well, they haven't started that yet. We'll have to see if they will. Well, Iron Maiden. Yeah, yeah but that was his first game. They didn't know he was going to be this huge success. That was a give the new guy this garbage. And then another Avengers then after Jurassic we've already Park had one. after it with the Jurassic World movies coming out. Come on, that's huge. That and huge. Avengers, super huge. Come on. But I would argue that Avengers wasn't a killer license like a Turtles was or that like a Stranger Things was, honestly. Avengers was a... I, I could see... I see... I'm not going to say that you I see disagree my point, with though. you. Like it's, I see your point. It's though, like something like Turtles taps into the age demographic really well of people who are often buying pinball machines. But Avengers, if you're, again, there's there's the comic side where people who would have read Avengers, that does go back a ways. And then there's yeah. also the popularity of the movies. And then I would say from an operator perspective, I mean, if I was an op, I'd rather have Avengers than Turtles. Mm. If I, if I, I, ha- if I was operating that. like a pizza place or something. Yeah, I don't know about that. Well, because the younger audience is going to know it, sure, I think, sure. better than Turtles. Though Turtles is still done, too. Still I mean, relevant. it's not it's not like it all just ended in 1989. Well, I think they were basing this off of the uh, rumored Godzilla, if that were the, to come The to point be. is, Avengers is not a bad license. No, no it's not okay. a bad license. Godzilla, okay. Well, but again, Godzilla has been having these big... Po- I mean, G- Kong v. Godzilla, or whatever the name of it was, was one of the hot well-producing or I should say well-selling movies uh, at the sure. start of 2021. So it's what? not an, it's not a giving him James Bond might be more controversial because I'm in a good bond in years. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that whenever Avengers came out, it was the weakest license of the cornerstones that year. Strange, uh, strange, was it stranger things? No stranger things. Ugh. See, that's where they had to give Mando to Eddie to save him. Uh, stranger things, turtles and Avengers. I think Avengers was the the low one by a. a I don't. Uh, Avengers made way more money than Stranger Things did, just in film. Yeah, but it wasn't based on the film. It doesn't matter. Deadpool wasn't based on the film. Doesn't matter. People know the name. They don't need Ryan. You can whine about Ryan Reynolds not being in it as much as you want. Doesn't matter. Ultimately, it didn't matter. I did want Ryan Reynolds. Of course, who didn't? But it didn't like the game is good and people enjoy it. So who cares? Ultimately, that was news overload, right there. We've, ah, got, we've got one hell of a second half 2021 coming. I guess. If there's anyone still working for Stern. <laughs> Ray Day, are you going to home pen? <laughs> Let me know. Email <laughs> me. Click the cameras podcast at gmail.com. Let me know. Give me the scoop. So the Chinese zombies he's working on. Canadian work werewolves. On the zombie game. Canadian werewolves. I need to know. I need to know what the rules will be. Uh, <laughs> do, do, I have, do I have to hit the center uh, cellophane made wrap 20 times or 30? Russian Start mummies. About. That's what Ray Day's working me, on. Tell me. Tell me about the top end lines I can only get to on the plunge. <laughs> tell me about those end lines, Ray Day. Ray Day, I need you. Come on. Tell me. That's good stuff right there. We got such hot news this week. It's going to be hard to top it with your pinball market trends. But we're going to try, ladies and gentlemen, trending up this week is a little old game that we've just been talking about. It's Stranger Things Premium and LE. Man, Dennis, did I call that one right or what? Whatever. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's uh, licking crow's toe over there. 
little bit. I've never really seen any evidence that this game has become popular. What are you smoking? You by the Joshua tree there? You got some incense? Nug Champa? I love that shit. <laughs> Stranger Things LE recently sold for like 13 grand. How about them apples? As Matt Damon would say, as he slams up on the on the glass window of that little Ivy League prick. See? I'm amazed you've seen a film that actually won oh. awards. Mini Driver. Premiums are going for like nine, nine thousand, nine ten thousand for a premium. Stranger Things. They can't believe it. I really can't believe it. So much so that they said they were done making these UV kits. I think the UV kit is underpriced now. You heard it here. At what two hundred and eighty bucks? Seems like a deal when it comes to that in, that impactful of a mod. Some of these mods are expensive. Oh, I did just get my T Diddy. Mandalorian mods. You see that with the foundry? Installed that mm. last night. Nope. Stormtroopers on a spike, their helmets on a spike. Nope. The transported vehicle. Yep. Come on. Also training up this week is the royal family of pinball, the Sharps. How can't I? I mean, come on. Roger Sharp's birthday. We got a new announcement of a Roger Sharp movie, biopic. We've got Josh and Zach getting the IFPA going again August first. Uh, 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 Whoppers I are back in Zach town. Do anything? I thought Zach, Zach's there. Why are you Why are you lumping Zach in? Zach's kind of part of the IFPA. Yeah. Right? Isn't he like vice president? Or He's got a number. Something? He got to be. Yeah, something. but what's vice president doing anything? Oh, behind the scenes, those two are controlling it all. Yeah, Josh is the power-hungry one who wields it with his left hand while he manipulates behind the scenes with his right. Come yeah, but on. They, they always say Everyone he's knows number that. two. There's got to be a number one. How else did Jeff Teolis not become IFPA president? Mm. Manipulation. Shadows. The Sith way. I think Zach Sharp is the is the Krang here. <laughs> Zach Sharp is the Krang, and Shredder is the Josh Sharp. That's how I see it. You think Shredder's in charge and leading all that? Nah. Watch out for Crane. I think I think Zach's the tricksy one. I really do. I think Zach is Bebop. No, Zach is not Bebop. He's too clever. He's, the, he's our Bebop. He's our Bebop. Too sneaky. No. Bebop. Sneaky. He's just like, yep, I'm gonna get stuff done. He's the enforcer. And besides that, Sharps are training up because the Krang of of pinball, Zach Sharp, is prepping to go <laughs> into overdrive at Stern Pinball Don't make this in the next thing. three months. Next three months are going to be huge for Zach Sharp. Just wait. He's going to be like, Steve who? <laughs> Lyman who? <Hull? laughs> Check this out. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. He's going to be working overdrive on marketing in the next three months is all I'm saying. I don't know. They're, ble- they're bleeding staff. Probably begging Timmy. Don't jump ship, Timmy. Yeah, but there might be a controlled bleeding bled a controlled blurry. a letting bledding is that uh, it you're saying it's a, a bloodletting huh yeah bloodletting maybe it's a controlled like you know we gotta let some of this go you gotta be careful that turn into turn into a spurter we're getting a little puffy <laughs> get a little puffy gotta turn, <laughs> toy to cut that Let's, gotta get my toy to kits. oh my gosh training down though is, is something from stern too it's a mandalorian <laughs> le what? Oh no! Shit. They already sold out. Who cares? Well, they are on the secondary market. They were going for thirteen all day. Now you're starting to see a lot fill the marketplace. And when that happens, listener, we all know what happens. Prices come down a little bit. You're now seeing them sell for about eleven, eleven five. It's because Baby Yoda didn't do the magic hand wavy thing. Uh, based on last week's pinball market trends, he does for some. I didn't listen to that. Coming soon. 
yeah, somebody got the Grogu to work. Also trending down this week. You know what? It's just the market. The market in general is honestly trending down. Now, wait, just a tiddly bit. Just a whisper. A little hair. Well, nut hair. That's It's... It's barely trending down, but numbers don't lie, and I only report the facts here on the Pinball Show's Pinball Market Trends. And it is coming down a little bit, just like all collectibles right now. Just a little bit. Summertime, people are out. Isn't that good news, Dennis? It is for buyers. Yeah, no, not for sellers. Oh, I, I, I'll try and whip up some sympathy for you, I'm, sellers. I'm so biased. He only reports when he's out. Oh, see? How does this help me? I'm here for you, listener. That's all I'm here for. And you know what? I've only got one deal of the week this week. Bye, bye, bye! That's it. Only one, and it comes for flipping out pinball. I haven't seen anything on Pinside that I would consider a deal. Nothing. Hmm. Oh, reporting all these trending downs, how does this help me? Deal of the week brought to you by flipping out pinball. Tell me more, Zach. Well, Tell me more. If people want to save money and not get, uh, not get screwed over, I've got an ACDC Lucy edition. Mm, coveted. Vault edition. Ooh. Less coveted, but okay. More coveted. Sneeze guard can no, actually be taken off. People want off. the original. No, people they do the not. People are about the original. They want those serial numbers to match. Oh, you're such a non-collector. <laughs> you know, I'm going to start turning it back on you. You've made fun of collectors Why? too long, that, you're sir. You're just going to come across like a bully. I mean, you're already trying to treat me like the Charlie Brown of pinball here and... Now you're just going to look mean. I'm I'm doing my segment, keeping them honest, and you're doing keeping your segment. Keeping them honest. Let's kick Dennis in the nuts. That's what you're trying to do. Uh, so try and turn it back on me. Do what you very want. Very much in the in the in the hobby. I think this is everybody knows this that the Vault Edition is the one you want to get. It's the Lucid, and it comes with a topper, and it comes with all kinds of mods, and it comes with this. It's loaded down. These things easily in this market probably sell for nine thousand dollars. I think I've sold, sold one sell for 10. A Lucy selling for 10. Not a flipping out pinball. No, 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 no. We want you to come back. We want you to have a smile on your face when you're playing your game. And we want you to have more green in your pocket. Bye, bye, bye. In your wallet. Bye, bye, bye. In your coin purse. Bye, bye, bye. You ever seen a coin purse? I don't see how, how people carry around a little coin purse. It seems like it'd be such a pain in the ass if it doesn't have a strap on it. You ever notice that? A little with a little clasp on them. Who wants to carry that around? <laughs> Not me. Well, I, I've seen people put them like in purses. The, yeah, but I've seen I've seen people carry them around just uh, on their in person. a pocket. Yeah, no, no pocket. A lot of times they will they partner nicely with a dress with an evening gown. But your evening why are we gowns, talking about this? I don't care about don't coin have uh, don't have who carries on coins it. anymore. Same with wallets. A lot of people carry wallets. They put them in their back pocket. I can't do that. Because of your back, you didn't get it. Fused. No, you're definitely a back pocket wearer, and your right back pocket, dip. left, left. Mm. Are you left-handed? Not exactly. Okay, now I need to know more. No, nope, you don't need to know. What does that mean? Not exactly. You don't need to know more. Move on. All right, so t- what's this great deal on this Lucy? Dude, so this is got some kind of weird ambidextrous shit going on over there. Eighty-five hundred. Bye, bye, bye. Look at that. Man. Wow, I named a lower price. Zach's such a swag I don't have guy. one for sale, so. $8,500 for a home-use-only, beautiful, fully loaded ACDC Lucy. Mm, that's really nice. No deals of the WTF. Everybody's being on their best behavior. Nicely done, everybody. And that was your pinball market trends. Ah!
Market trans. Oh, okay, there you go. People Sorry. hate that so much. <laughs> no, they hate this. I just wonder if the show will collapse under its own weight of things as you just add more and more. Because you don't ever take anything out. You just add more and more. You're like a, a fake chef who mm. just thinks if you throw more ingredients in, it'll be better. It's a yummy. Into the soup. And you just, you just like threw in the cilantro and the parsley. And I'm just like, what are you doing? I honestly feel like my power is growing. I know that you mm. think that because you're just like, ah, I know what I'm brewing. The brand yes, is you're growing. Bre- you're brewing one thing, evil. TPN is growing exponentially. Flipping out is growing. Oh, we're tra- you're taking over all of pinball. That's its plan. My, TPN's evil plan. Yes, our maniacal plan. Don't know how it takes it over, but it does. Uh, it's evil. It and takes it's so precious. Evil. It takes it over. Yes, we rinse it. Have you seen our numbers? Actually, our numbers are really good. <laughs> they, so, they so are. <laughs> I love when other, like, there's only a couple of people that will even boast about their numbers, but I love it because every time, at this point, they're just wrong, and I love it. I'm like, eh, have you fact-checked that lately there, bud? <laughs> Let's close this twippulous show down here. <laughs> Where can people catch you? They can always email me, eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com. That's the easiest way to make sure it gets to me. The, can they email you and ask about what kind of weird ambidextrous thing you have going through uh, your wallet? There's no... No one cares. No one's going to email about that. No one cares. Do you go Do you go full wallet? I go to clip. Like it folds in half. Oh, my God. But I put Why it in my front pocket. This? Front right I have pocket. A, I have a bifold wallet. That's what I use. Man, you're so fancy. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i think it would be fun to hit you i know you do how would you hit me though would it be a slap a pinch a poke a punch what a would slap. Be? no that stupid episode where you kick? slapped greg still irks me oh i, I got him like, good i got him good oh i was so wrong was a good on slap. multiple levels maybe with a folding chair a top wow style. wow maybe a robber like in the face a Robert Byers. Sweep the leg. I was thinking about that uh, yesterday. I wasn't under the influence, I promise, late at night. Um, you know how much you despise me most of the time? That same feeling I finally have because I feel the same way with Robert Byers from Top Rope. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Oh, I just want to strangle him most of the time. Hmm. Yeah. So he's my, he's my Zach Minnie. And if you want to get a hold of Zach Minnie, I, I should start just talking in the third person. Yeah, that's not creepy at all. Have you heard the Topper King? The Topper King is reporting. You should call Zach Minnie over at Flippin' Out Pinball. He's got the best deals. Don't listen to the reports. <laughs> Zach Minnie at the Topper King says bye-bye-bye. Don't bye, bye. reports that he tear-gassed the other distributors Don't listen. to take their allotment of UV kits. The Pinball Network at gmail.com is where you can reach out to me. You can also watch our video series straight down the middle with Greg Bone and I. Uh, I haven't had a video for a while, so I don't know what's coming up there Sorry. when are you doing the rubber bands i don't know we do have a new that's what everyone new, wants new, uh, to know merch. new merch we, straight on the well, i don't not about we don't care about merch we want to win the episode of other collections rubber bands specifically no greg's got me you, working on another project right now greg's too busy trolling around in his uh <sighs> his jeep jurassic park jeep it's, it's, it's so adamant about this project we're working on and oh, i'm just not as excited about it but whatever 
Well, that feels like me and every TPN project we do. Exactly. I know how I, sim- feels. I sympathize with you on this one because, you know, I'm feels. just like, drag me along. Even mm. if I think something's a good idea, I'm just like, but it's a lot of work. I and know. as I point out, the ideas are easy. It's the work that makes it hard. Oh. So I'd rather just not do the work. I wonder which one I'm better at because I'm gold at both of them, baby. <laughs> so you can reach out to the Topper King, fill of gold. Reach out to me. You can purchase from him as well. It's so hard to keep the pro- like the, the past tenses. Uh, 812-457-9711 or Zach, Z-A-C-H at flip the letter in out pinball.com or just go to flipping out pinball.com. I'm going to tell you what's out on there right now that we have not been able to get our hands on and, or anybody in a, quite a while. It's the product showcase this week. It's the Jurassic Park Amber Lit Interactive Shooter Rod. Bye, bye, bye. Indeed. Everybody was wanting those and trying to sell them for like three, 400 bucks. Nope. They're in stock. They're fully in stock. I made sure this round to order. You went in the you went in the back and checked. I was like, look, I'm going to order so many that I'm going to have these for a couple of years. And they're already selling fast, so they're probably going to be gone. But as of right now, go go pick up one or five or ten. Go ahead. We also have Hot Wheels. I know it's low inventory everywhere, and we virtually have nothing. But I was able to secure a couple Hot Wheels. So if you'd like one of those American pinball games, bye bye bye. Avengers Pro is coming this month, and I have two spots, two spots for this month's run. Mandalorian still doing pre-orders on that, as well as all the interested lists. Star Wars The Pin Comic Edition have some spots available for August. And I've got a, a number of different art blades and shooter rods. I can't believe I still have a Stranger Things shooter rod. That is not going to lose money. Buy that and sit it on your shelf, people. Remember, last week I talked about the vault. Have yourself a pinball vault. It's smart. It's a smart thing to do. Escalator turnarounds, eight to 10 weeks, banners, 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 and so on and so forth. Last week at TPN, Dennis, we had final round pinball podcast. Episode 39 with special guest Roger Sharp, as we discussed. Go listen to that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wells, the free play pinball podcast. Episode five with special guest co-host, the Topper King. Go listen to it. And we had a very nice piece by Glenn Wechter, skateboarder. Off the Record Pinball Podcast, Episode 14, Tournament Pinball, PSA. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of views, too. Glenn didn't think it did. I was like, no, that, no. It's a nice thing about the team over here at TPN. You get good exposure. So pick up the mic, you guys. If you want to get some good exposure, not have to pay for any fees or anything, and, and get some help along the way, submit an Off the Record Pinball Podcast. A lot of fun. Lot yep. Of fun easy to do that's right tpn this week i don't know uh since silverbrook chronicles oh, expected yeah. this week that's right yeah and he's covering something pretty interesting too Mm-hmm. for, for dennis creasel and the third person topper king zach Minnie. and always remember to reach out lyman sheets if you're if you've been kidnapped by home pin blink twice i'll send <laughs> help we can save you we have the technology <laughs> And always practice safe pinball. And this is an impromptu, Dennis, if I'm such a damn good pinball podcast interviewer, who do you want me to get next to interview? Go. Oh, gosh. Um, You can pick anybody. hmm. Yeah, well, you know, I've always wanted an interview with Ray Tanzer. Is somebody living? Yeah, he works for Stern. Oh, he's still living? He's still working. (laughs) Sorry, Ray, I'll reach out. He, like, oversees the whole manufacturing division. But he used to do game design with Premiere. That's actually an interview I wanted to do. Uh, but And I don't want to do very many interviews. But I've never read one with him. 
Okay. To be someone new. Oh, do you want? So, what were you no, hoping a, for me to say, no. Zach Sharp? No, I was. So you can no, complete the Sharp trifecta. Ray Tanzer is good. Ray Tanzer feels like a uh, a Matt Morrison in depth technical interview, but go Ray Tanzer, I guess. Well, I mean, Matt. Uh, and the thing is with Ray, he, I mean, he did game design, he did mech design, and and now he does more of the you know oversight style stuff, kind of like Gomez does with the design team. So sure. it's just he's. I think he's had an interesting career, but. If you want someone, I yeah. guess a little. I guess you need someone easier. Um, no, Ray Tanzer's fine. I mean, you could no. pick anybody, and you went Ray Tanzer. Okay. Well, I uh, because I don't know of a single interview with him. Such a Dennis pick right there. I thought you were just going to be an ass and pick somebody who's dead, just because no. I wouldn't know that they were dead. Like, yeah, I'll get them. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sure you will, Zach. I thought you were trying to Charlie Brown me there. I mean, if you want, if you want. If you want another one who has, who has done interviews but hasn't in a few years, and he just had a, a birthday. Happy birthday, Wayne Nyans. Wayne Nyans. Try and reach out to Wayne. 102. Uh, 103 now, I thought. Is it 103? That's pretty unbelievable. Isn't that the, uh, I think the Pinball News, Pinball Magazine have him on every year or something. Uh, they, well, they. With their gla- Gary Flowers <laughs> joke that <laughs> never <laughs> hits. <laughs> I. I don't get the Gary Flowers joke. I, don't I have to. I, I have to. I, I have to admit. I. I don't understand so it. Maybe it's a European thing. I, I don't guess. get it. Uh, 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 I don't know. I don't remember. Someone I think on his 101st did a did an interview, and then I thought for his hundredth, of course, there was a lot of coverage. Yeah. So. I still but, have. When I we, mean, he did so many games, and again, not just playfield design, mech design as well. Yeah. Very but, interesting. Yeah, boring ass. Well, see, here's the thing. You have such a bias against EMs. I think that would be a real struggle for you. Yeah, because anybody can design an EM. There's nothing to them. <gasps> Don't you say it. Ooh, an orbit. Anyone can design Ooh. an EM. It's easy. Bunch of stand-up targets. Watch out. So simple. I still, to this day. <laughs> Don't even eat flippers. Yeah, no. If it's a center pop, ooh, watch out. Uh, no, the, to this day, on the Twip podcast, I had an insensitive joke about Wayne Nines, and it still kills me. I didn't air it, and it was probably the funniest joke that I've ever done on a show. It was so good I couldn't air it. Still sucks. Remember that joke? No, because I think it was probably really mean. Uh, and I only do nice jokes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And you were like, no, like that, you, no, can't you, do that. you can't do you can't, you just can't. Not, What's that? You can't, that you, can't. No, <laughs> you, can't do you just can't do it. You just can't. So you can't. No, definitely not. 